Uh, Carl has uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Who are these podcasts? It's called Run By... A guy called Carl. Who are these podcasts? And it's a podcast review. I was on Who Are These Podcasts yesterday. It's a great yeah. show. Have you ever listened to it? I have not. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. A drinky poo. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. I think it's a very interesting podcast to listen to. Especially when they go after someone. I thought he was going to break down what it's all about for to turn new pe- people on to no, interesting podcasts. The opposite. Just, yeah, he it, just mercilessly rips on people. Some of it's quite hilarious. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. <laughs> it's showtime. W-A-T-P. 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 Hello, Bag Slappers and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? It's the only show that has cured podcasters of lichen mouth disease. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week is Croge. Hello. Thanks for having me. Welcome back, Croge. Our producer, Chris, is here producing the show. Glad to have him here. If you'd like to support the show, please buy our merchandise. Go to whoarethese.com. Click the link to our wehavemerch.com page. We're still running a special. If you want to hear episode 88, send me a pic of your WATP gear. We've had a number of people take advantage of that. Also on our website, you can find our voicemail number, our email, a link to our subreddit, all the fun ways to participate in the show. We have a lot of voicemails to get to later today, so that'll be fun. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you give people reviews. And then shit all over us in the comments. We have some new uh, comments to read today. First, before we do that, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Citation Needed. Mm-hmm. This was a suggestion from Moonrocks. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Croge, let's get into it. This mm-hmm. is a show with hosts Cecil, Eli, Heath, Noah and Tom. Oh my god, yes. Five unfunny motherfuckers that are unfunny together. The killers of comedic timing. Mm-hmm. These guys, and I didn't realize this when Moonrocks wrote in and said we should do this show. I announced it as a teaser on last week's show and immediately got notes from people saying, oh, these are the same guys from God Awful Movies, which is a show that Jen from the Jingles Department and I did back on episode 75 which is September of 2017, I went back and listened to that show. Mm -hmm. And one of the big takeaways from that show was these guys just laugh at each other's jokes nonstop. I have an entire board of just laughs (laughs) from god-awful movies. (laughs) 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 I've kept kept this on the board for like two years because it's so over the top for just this moment and ridiculous here is a sample of what these guys do on their show this is a joke that one guy says that makes people very happy the movement then went on to promote moderation with lower content alcoholic beverages and renouncing distilled spirits boo nerd i'll drink 60 oduls if i have to i don't care (laughs) (laughs) just i'll switch to nyquil and cocaine whatever the fuck it takes there's a lot of isolated laughter where one guy just loses his shit like you just heard there (laughs) all right let me let me back up and set up this show 
these guys, these five guys get together, they read a single Wikipedia page, and they riff on it. Yeah. But it's not really riffing. What they've done is they've each read the page and written a bunch of jokes after every sentence. Yeah. That they want to uh, inject into the show. It seems rehearsed. There's no spontaneity. And these guys, anything you say, they will give you thunderous laughter mm-hmm. after. Yes. Is this uh, a good assessment of what we listen to, Crush? That's, uh, yeah. I mean, that nails it. They literally read Wikipedia, then yell at each other, and then just fucking crack up over shit that's not funny. They crack up. So I listened to episode 92, Prohibition. I tried, I listened to that one as well. Oh, I was did. only able to get a single clip out of it because, okay. like, that one was brutal. That one was it's fucking terrible. brutal. Uh, you would uh, promo the Carrie Nation. Yes, I listened to that episode. to Carrie A Nation. Yes. And I decided that, and it's actually because when Jen and I did God Awful Movies, we clipped all the same parts. Yeah. So I decided, okay, rather than have a lot of overlap, I'll just do a totally different show. There you go. So yeah. that way, you have a bunch of clips, I have a bunch of clips. There shouldn't be much overlap at all. And why don't you uh, play the clip that you think sums up the show? Yeah, my number one is the summary of the show. And after destroying everything that a rock could smash, so clearly all the glass and the scissors, but no paper, <laughs> Carrie found Dobson cowering in a back room. <laughs> it's just got paper trying to cover her. She's like, there's nothing. I just hit you in the face of the rock. Okay. Oh, my God. So some hot rock, paper, scissors humor there, and then just cracking up over it. The kids love it. What I've noticed about this show, and this is an ongoing theme, and that clip is perfect for this. Mm -hmm. Someone says a joke that's really not funny, Mm -hmm. and then everyone feels like they need to tag it. Yeah. There's a lot of tagging going on that doesn't help the bit anymore. It actually usually makes it worse. I have a number of examples of that. They do these these bits throughout the show, these mm-hmm. scripted bits. Yeah. There's this one that happens mid-show in the Prohibition episode where they talk about this guy going to see his doctor about uh, drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing if you write down a joke, you know, you're looking at the wiki page, you go, oh, when he says this, I'll make a rock, paper, scissors joke. People lose their shit over that. If you think that in your own head, all right. You're not very funny. But then to get another person in on the gag and have them go, yeah, 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 that sounds good. That's what blows me away by this uh, scripted bit here. Question here for your intake form. It says you're here because you think you vomited up your liver yesterday. Mm -hmm. Now, did you save it on ice? I did save it on ice. Yep. Um, But then I ran out of ice in my drink. So I I guess I didn't. Uh, Of course, of course. Save it on ice the whole time. Yes, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh. I'm going to be okay, though, right? That's Oh, no, heavens no, no. I can't believe you're still standing here talking to me. No, it's absolutely not. Oh, right. Right. So. You can tell that's a scripted bit because they're not thunderously laughing over at every stop. And they go to that bit, and then they come out of it, and they have to tag that bit because it wasn't very funny. So the way that you get something that wasn't funny to be funny is you tell more unfunny jokes related to that. That's always a good thing. Works every time. Yep. So this is the the tag after that annoying bit. That was real audio of every doctor's visit in Heath and I's hometown. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> to put a ducky with a mic in it. 
<laughs> All right, a couple things here. You know that wasn't a funny tag because the guys laugh at the wrong part. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, that's actual audio from everything in our own hometown. And then he goes, fun fact. Mm. And then they laugh. Fun fact is not the punchline, if there is a punchline, which proves they're just fake laughing with each other. But then there's another tag on top of that that I did not understand. And Croge, our producer, maybe you guys can help me out here. To put a ducky with a mic in it. A ducky, huh? That's the tag's tag. Put a ducky with a mic in it. Does anyone understand what they're That's, talking about? Their humor is at a level that I can't quite get to, I guess. Okay. I, it's funny. I Fair pulled enough. that exact same fucking clip you because did. it is so brutally unfunny. It's awkwardly scripted. You would think that they would just abandon that bit. They do a ton of editing. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. They put this show together. It's highly produced. So when something stays in the show, I'm very curious about it. Why did they think this was okay? I have a good example of that. This is one of the guys goes for a joke, and they, they bounce back and forth. They're in the 20s, talking about Prohibition, mm-hmm. and then they try to relate it to jokes that would be funny today. And this guy talks about this recent incident with Kevin Hart going on Ellen DeGeneres' show. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what he's going for here. And, and women started to become a lot more politically active in this movement, too. Sometimes staging prayer circles outside saloons and blocking doors in acts of civil disobedience. Okay, see, this is why Ellen DeGeneres has no business backing up Kevin Hart. Like, it's not (laughs) not your thing. It's about men and drinking. Stay in your lane. (sighs) Boy ain't right. Wow, yeah, that's confusing. What was he going for there? Why did they leave that in? Because it was the one time that even though they were fake laughing all over the place. Yeah. They had a hard time acknowledging that it's a good joke. This happened immediately after that. Uh, I think I meant some of that. I meant the good part. (laughs) There was some good part in there. There's no good parts. There's no good parts. Yeah. The guy even says, edit. Yes. Edit. There were no good parts there. Alan and Kevin Hart. I don't get it. I'm not following. Yeah, it makes no goddamn sense. All right. Uh, can we meet our hosts? Yes. I got two clips where they introduce everybody. Number Great. two is the first one. So first up, I'm joined by someone with amazing coordination and a guy who will accept any denomination, Noah and Tom. Compliment me all you want, Cecil. I'm still not kicking for the fucking Bears. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, topical jokes. Yeah. Not you see that Bears kicker missed the kick that would have won the game. Non-sequitur sports humor. That's right Every, up my Everyone alley. loves that. And then, hey, I want to introduce Croge. Croge, you play uh, goalie for the Blackhawks? What's going on? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, number three, they introduce the rest of the gang. And also with us tonight, a guy so pale you'd be sure it was exsanguination, and a guy who thinks Area 51 <laughs> is an alien nation, Keith and Eli. Yeah, I- I'm pretty pale. That's valid. Uh, I sent my DNA to 23andMe. They sent me back a bottle of sunscreen. It was kind of a <laughs> <laughs> Bills for reparations. They said you can't just show up at a military base with a camera. That's what they want you to think. (laughs) Now, the reason I was entertained by that, I actually enjoyed the 23andMe line. You were entertained by that. I thought that was funny. Okay. It's the one thing they didn't all explode laughing at. Everything else that's incredibly unfunny, they're fucking rolling on the floor slapping themselves. One guy gets out a decent joke and one joke in 45 minutes and nobody laughs. 
It is surprising when they don't respond to things. Yeah. Because they lose their shit over jokes that can't possibly be funny. And I love it when podcasters do this thing where they tell inside jokes Mm -hmm. that only they will get. That's always fun. Cecil, on a scale from one to Heath, what kind of drinking problem are we talking about here? No, we said no putting me in scales. We said that earlier. Okay, on a scale from one to pre-divorce Tom, what are we talking about here? You know that, like, two-month period? That's fascinating. Please, go on. Yeah, that pre-divorce Tom humor gets me every fucking time. Yeah. Holy shit, that two-month period, Tom was really just drinking a lot, I guess. Yeah, that's hilarious. According to this inside joke. Uh, there's actually one where they like they pull you aside and take you into their little inside world. This is number 12. Oh, good. What? Hi, Confused Podcast listener. That's a reference to the Pottermore Twitter feed. What? Huh? Hi, Still Confused Podcast listener. Pottermore is what would happen if a BuzzFeed quiz, a 16-year-old's fan fiction, and what J.K. Rowling deleted from her books all had a threesome website baby. Uh, Eli just went down two doodly-doos. We're going to need a ladder man or something. This is, this is bad. Sorry. Sorry about that. Two. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I don't the, want to hit this so many times that I wear it out, but... This dude is fucking corny. <laughs> These guys are so fucking corny. Yeah. And there's no amount of context that I could put around that that would have it make any more sense. I it's listened to that episode, and it, that makes as much sense as it's going to. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I want to play a clip on here. I don't get this joke at all. Again, they erupt in laughter... They're talking again about the fact that alcohol was banned in our country Mm. 100 years ago. Okay, all right. You can renounce my liquor cabinet all that you want. You can call it names. You can insult its dubious parental lineage. But the fact remains, gentlemen, that I own not one but two globe bars. And no amount of vitriol will thin (laughs) my good spirits. I don't want to spoil anything, (laughs) but hey... um, what does that mean? Is he just putting random words together? Yeah, that's that's no amount of vitriol will thin my good spirits. I had to look up vitriol. I'm like, do I not understand what that word means? We're talking about a law that was passed. Well, that's okay because I have two globe bars. What what is that? There you go. What is for credits? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Fucking thing sucks. Fucking thing sucks. I don't know what that means. There's no words there. Play us out. What's that mean to play us out? <laughs> this guy's a fucking idiot. Uh, if we can get into their unique brand of humor, here's number five. Also, by the way, just before we move on, why is it always raging alcoholic? It's never any other term before alcoholic. It's always raging. I just feel like that's offensive. <laughs> What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> well, look at these alcoholics raging. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I have a, uh, a joke out here. That I call their observational humor. This whole fucking back and forth is just like the legislative version of like a little to the left. And this needs a little bit of setup. They're talking about how the 18th Amendment mm-hmm. banned alcohol sales. And then they passed an amendment, what was it, 12 or 13 years later? Yeah. That then negated the 18th Amendment. So this is just great observational comedy. I'm pretty sure that uh, Seinfeld actually did this bit early on. This whole fucking back and forth is just like the legislative version of like a little to the left or more. No, too much. Put it back. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who can relate to that? Is that what happens when you're trying to figure out how to play something? Oh, no, 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 never mind. Just don't even move it at all then. 
You moved it too far to the left. Put yeah. it right back. Oh. Everyone can relate to that. And speaking of things that everyone can relate to. It's clear that the temperance movement was uh, addressing very real problems, many of which were alleviated not by banning alcohol, but by figuratively taking away America's PlayStation until we proved that we were mature enough to have it back. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, so give- All right. So he says they didn't ban alcohol. They just had to put you in time out. Like that's the, the joke. And you think that that was just a, a one-off thing. No, that was setting up a bigger joke that he has where he sets up a premise and then goes for four different payoffs. Mm, comedy inception. What other national policies w- might we consider enacting? A, explaining to death row inmates that this will hurt us more than it hurts them. (laughs) B, drawing a line through Texas and letting the immigrants have the left half if they keep it clean. Uh, C, making duplicitous politicians write their campaign promises on the board 50 times. Or D, literally taking away America's PlayStation until we prove that we're mature enough to have it back. There have been no lefts! What do you mean? None! I'm guilty of what this guy just did here. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what this is. He's got a premise. He's like, what's the punchline to this premise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, this is a ridiculous law that we enacted. What other kind of legislation are we going to come up with that's this ridiculous? If he had come up with one funny thing, he would have said that. But he didn't. Yeah. He came up with four unfunny things. So he says all four unfunny things. It's exhausting. And the three of us all playing a band where we do jokes in between songs Totally guilty of doing this. We'll just throw five punchlines on because not one of them is all that funny. Yeah. But more equals better. More unfunny must equal funny at some point. It must ramp up. I love the reaction to his third joke in there. The times. <laughs> That's a lot of charity right there. <laughs> so this yeah, guy. brutal. This guy has this huge buildup and he's got these four punchlines and again, they do this thing where they feel like they have to save each other, like they're mm-hmm. buddies, and the guy says something that's not very funny. So you try to tag it and keep it going, and this is the worst way to do that. I'm going to go with uh, secret answer E. We should all be spanked until we're sorry by British dominatrixes. I have no idea what that has to do with your question, but that's definitely the answer. Yeah, no. No, we know it's in his browser history. I didn't understand why he felt a need to fix that joke. Yeah. A lot of them have already failed at this point. <laughs> you can just leave it, let yeah, it right. lay. It's fine. Let me jump in that grave with you. It never works out well on a podcast or at a bar or in any situation over dinner where someone says something ridiculous and you try to save it by being more ridiculous. Like, let's just move on. Yeah. Yeah. They And they have a thing for this, like, multiple choice quiz at the end of their show. Uh, and one of them broke down. This is my number 13. Okay. The last sentence of your essay was, also she is rumored to have invented an airplane. A. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea why that would concern you, Eli, because that's the only line about that offered in the wiki. So that must be a self-contained fact, which requires no other explanation. Otherwise... Why would they leave it like that? <laughs> May have invented an airplane. It's not like there's like evil magic. You can look stuff up. Like you won't get in trouble. 
So heaven forbid they actually figure out what the fuck they're even talking about when they're presenting a topic. But yeah, the the the, the multiple choice thing got such laughter out of there. I was just scratching my head like, what what are we doing here? I, I don't get it. I don't and get can it. I back up again and say that this is a very popular podcast? Is it? They have a lot of patrons on Patreon. They oh, have shit. over a thousand five-star reviews on iTunes, which oh. is why Moonrock sent it to us in the first place. Wow. A lot of unfunny folks out there. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? It is definitely the Big Bang Theory phenomenon. Yeah. If a lot of people are laughing at everything all the time, it must be funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all just laughing at so much fun. Ah, <laughs> hey, Grosh. Ah, look at that guy's hat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Yep. Uh, if you want to keep hearing them do unfunny shit, here's I my do. number six. All right. Swagging away. Yeah, finally, the mayor's like, all right, put some beer on the ribbon. There she goes. Uh, it's like peanut butter on balls. All right, Carrie began taking not just her. Wait, what? I was right. so hoping you were just going to roll right through that. Tom's like, yeah, no, it was like peanut butter on balls. Yeah. You know what he meant. <laughs> what? No idea what you mean. Okay. See, so edit that back so it sounds like I also said what. <laughs> <laughs> Gary began taking not just her hatchetations on tour, but also began to do the lecture what circuit. What the fuck? Uh, right back to the wiki. All right, we'll These go back guys there. have a lot of different podcasts they've done over the years. This is actually multiple shows that came together to do this show. Wow. You'd think they'd have some experience doing podcasts and be good at it. No, they just... Pretend to crack each other up the entire fucking time. Yeah. They even talk about, at the end of the show I listen to, the other shows that they're on. And, of course, it's more zany comedy. Watch out, everybody. Ah, damn right. Between now and then, you can hear Heath and I on our fitness show, Waking Up Counts as a Sit-Up. And, of course, you can listen to Noah, Cecil, and Tom on their show, Old Guys with a Cat. (laughs) If you'd like to help. I'm a fan of throwaway lines as much as the next guy. Yeah. But you can't erupt in laughter over old guys with a cat. Yeah. There's not, it's not a laugh out loud line. Yeah, I guess we're, we're not the demographic. Maybe brain damaged people. I don't know. Maybe people in the uh, ICU. Yeah. The intensive cussaroo unit would enjoy this podcast. <laughs> But I, sir, I'm not a fan. They do, uh, they do hip it up. They bring in some, uh, some topical video game humor. This is my number seven. But instead of breaking through the barricades, Carrie spoke calmly and at length to the saloon owners, trying to get them to understand the toll that alcohol took on the lives of those drinking. Oh, man, I was so sure she was about to launch herself at the bar with a slingshot like a fucking angry bird. <laughs> <laughs> and smash through. I thought she was going to eat a power pellet like Pac-Man. <laughs> I thought she was going to jump on a crocodile. <laughs> Which would be uh, Pitfall, by yes, the way. Yes, thank you for clearing that up. Pitfall. That's my topical video game <laughs> jokes. She thought it was Frogger. It could also be Frogger. This is why Chris is here to produce the show. So People thought I was making this up. <laughs> Holy shit. And they they laughed harder at that than anything. Oh, Angry Birds! Oh. <laughs> I played that game 12 years ago! Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. All right. What else you got, Crush? They start talking about Axe Bars, which is an actual thing. We actually have two of them open up here in town. 
Number nine, they introduced the topic. Oh, it's the best, though. There's actually an axe-throwing bar opening up down the street from me next week. I'm so fucking excited. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> what happened? But oh, I really wish Carrie Nation walked into an axe bar like yeah. that. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone looks over. Oh, looks like the first scene of fucking Kung Fu Hustle in there. Just backs out slowly like the Kool-Aid man. All right. <laughs> All right, I, I don't even want to know what the fuck they're talking about there. Uh, number 10, though, is where they find the comedy gold of the Axe Bar. Okay, wait, I'm sorry, I have to get to the bottom of this. Someone saw mass alcohol consumption and thought to themselves, hey, this could use more projectile axes. What the fuck are you talking about? That's yeah. a real thing? Who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? <laughs> Oh, boy. And then number 11, they put some icing on that beautiful cake. As they always do. These mm. guys know how to ice a cake. Can I just wear, like, a bunch of Axe body spray and go there? <laughs> it's like a regular bar. You'll fit right the in if that's what you do. Game. <laughs> You'll fit right the fuck in, Cecil. What the fuck? And the show has reached a new low. <laughs> the guy hears the word Axe and tries to work in his... Uh, Stand-up routine. I got a whole thing about X body spray. Do you guys know what mm. smells like shit? Mm. Yeah, we did. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. Speaking <laughs> of really bad jokes, one of the jokes that, I don't know, if I was editing this podcast, I might have left out. Guys, have you seen the old-timey pictures of the women in the 1800s? Like, just using beer goggles wasn't going to do the trick, although... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 1.7 bottles of hard liquor... No one's going to do a lot of tricks either. (laughs) Root beer goggles don't do much. No. (laughs) This dude is fucking corny. You're not charismatic. The guy says the chicks weren't very hot back then. Beer goggles are going to be needed. And the other guy says, yeah, root beer goggles aren't going to do it. Well, the first draft was birch beer, but he had to, you know, correct it, make it a little. You think more he workshopped it a little bit? Yeah, probably around the breakfast table. Hey, yeah. honey, do you think this is funny? And then, you know, you got to jokes like that. You got. See, I would think you'd go the to the time. comedy club and do, you know, a couple of late night uh, <laughs> couple spots, couple walk ons, couple walk ons, yeah. and just work work through that a little bit yeah. until he figures out what the right type of beer is. Non alcohol. He's like, oh, duels. What about dual glasses? Because you got to have the word beer in there. Damn it. All right. I'll try again. Yeah. There's a bit that they start off shows with. And this is, remember, we're talking about prohibition. So the show starts off at the very beginning with this skit where they're in the prohibition time. And this guy has alcohol to sell. So, of course, everyone's going to be chopping at the bit for this alcohol that you can't buy legally. And uh, Heath, uh, Scotch, outlawed today, buddy. How dare you, motherfucker! Yeah, don't worry, don't, no, no big deal. I have this bottle of Lagavulin 16 I could sell you for, uh, what do you think, 10K? Gimme, gimme, okay, I bought it, I bought it, all right. All right, I always love when you do sketch comedy, and you have to explain to people what's happening that they can't see. Mm. $10,000? Here's $10,000, sir! Oh, I bought it! Now I own this bottle of Scotch! Ugh. That was $10,000. Hilarious. So this keeps going. And this guy just bought this bottle of scotch. Mm -hmm. And what do you think he's going to do with this bottle of scotch, Crotch? I mean, $10,000. Yeah, I can't even think of it. You know, you you don't want to waste that. Last bottle, got to pace myself, and it's gone. Damn it. And Cecil. So he drank the entire bottle of scotch while talking. Yeah. Which is 
Comedy gold. Not even good theater, the mind. No, terrible. <laughs> so then he moves on to the next guy, and this is topical humor. You'll uh, you'll see what I mean. Okay, and Cecil. Tom, Tom, I, I don't drink that much, and I, and I quit smoking years ago, so I don't know exactly what you're yeah, going to Yeah, but uh, I had him ban straws. No more straws. What the fuck? I love straws. God damn it. I could let... All right, so the other guy bought scotch for $10,000. This guy doesn't care about drinking or smoking. He, he says, well, the straws are banned. Mm. And, of course, it's a very natural reaction. Someone would freak out about straws being banned. Now, they've already used the ridiculous amount of money in order to purchase such an item. So mm-hmm. they can't they can't go down that avenue again. So this is a different joke they come up with in order to exchange the straws. Damn it! I could let this box of bendy ones go for... Hmm. How about I never tell people about the, you know... These are yours. These are all oh, yours. Okay. You can have Thank these. You. These bendy straws because we're friends. Yes! They're yours. All right, so we're supposed to, as the listener, figure out that this guy's done something that would shame him, and the other guy knows about it, and he might tell other people, if not presented with the bendy straws, for free. And I'm just going to jump to the conclusion, because they're leaving it up to us to figure this out. I'm going to go ahead and assume that this Tom guy was the person who arranged for child sex for Jared from Subway. Sounds about right. And 14-year-olds. You joke, if I heard that, I would believe that, just judging from these guys. That's true. They they are very edgy, these guys. I don't understand how any of this is comedy, and that's how they start the show off. Yeah. With that boring nothingness. This is, uh, right after that, they start talking about, they're they're setting up that they're going to be talking about the 18th Amendment. You would think, this is is the first thing they're talking about from the Wikipedia page, Mm -hmm. he'd have some kind of joke. But no, this is just one of those things that's it's all delivery. You write this on a piece of paper, it's not funny, but when he delivers it, it is comedy gold. Tell us, Heath, what person, place, thing, concept, phenomenon, or event will we be talking about today? All right, in honor of the centennial anniversary of the ratification of the... I don't even want to talk about it, but the 18th Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about Prohibition... You hear how he paused there for a second? He, yeah. was, he was upset about that. Uh, doesn't even want to talk about it. A hundred years ago, alcohol was bad. I can't can't even talk about it. These guys are fucking exhausting. It is exhausting. They did a show. They did a wraparound bit in the Carrie Nation episode. Yes. Where they talk about the podcast that they don't like. And uh, I took two clips from this. The first one is 14. Okay. So long, Gilmore Girls fan shows, which are just boring people who think they're funny saying what happened in each episode. So they don't like boring people who think they're funny just reading off a page. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Go figure. And then number 15 tells me if this sounds familiar to you. Okay, we got uh, women who think they're funny because they talk about porn. Okay. I think they're on the uh, caller daddy tip. Yeah, I did actually pick up on that and appreciated that very much. That was exactly who they were talking about, and I agree that that show is hot garbage, and it's still in the top ten Ugh. on iTunes. Unfucking believable! It's on. It's unfucking believable. I hate podcasts. I hate <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Even these guys, they, they won me over with making fun of Call Her Daddy. Yeah, and I still can't warm up to them because their show is just as bad oh. in many different ways. Yeah, they do a bit in the show uh, that I listen to 
which is the Prohibition episode, episode number 92. Mm-hmm. This is, again, they cut away from laughing hysterically at each other's nonsense to do a pre-scripted read with each other. Gentlemen, thank you for coming to the first alcohol, tobacco, sex, and gambling free meeting of the League of Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. good. So... So... So, so I, um, I just, um, no, never mind. Never mind. No, what? What? Hey, nothing. I, I was going to say, you guys, you, you already know. Cool. 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 Hmm. Hey, 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 what about, nah, nope, nope. can't, not gonna. You guys want to drink shoe polish? Yes. I'm in. In. Yep. I would like that. God. Already drinking it. It's done. Sorry. All right, so this bit, what they're saying here, the social commentary, if I may be so bold, when guys get together and they can't have alcohol, tobacco, gambling, or sex, there's nothing else to do. Mm. They're just bored out of their minds. And I'm like, whoa, take that, cisgendered white men. <laughs> Take that. So, unfortunately, they wrap this around to the very end of the show Mm -hmm. where they come back to this bit again because they need to punch it up a little bit. You know, that wasn't very funny. But what's the other layer they can put on top of that premise? Guys, guys, I think that shoe polish might actually be poison. I think it has poison in it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to stop drinking it and talk about the weather? No, more more shoe polish. More shoe polish. I want to. I'll take seconds. I finished it. Damn it. Ah, man. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the exact same joke again. <sighs> they didn't add anything. It wasn't funny the first time. There was no reason to revisit it. This yeah. is not good comedy. Is it bad that I was envisioning drinking poison during that entire clip that you played? <laughs> yeah, you were actually longing for poison Yeah, during you know, that clip. I can you, hit the drugstore on the way home. People can't see us at home, but Crozier has a flathead in one of his ears. He's punctured his <laughs> eardrum. It's bleeding out. But you got to keep listening with your other ear. Yeah. Uh, I apologize. This is the job that we have here on WATP. Indeed. It's not glorious. It's not fun. Speaking of not fun, this guy tries to make a joke about mad mothers against drunk driving which I'm not sure in what context this is going to be fun or funny. Eli cannot resist instinctively siding with the militant school marms, right? (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in in Mothers Against Drug Driving meetings. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Krusty. So when Moonrocks presented this this show to us, Mm -hmm. he did give us, as as I mentioned last week, four reasons why. And one of them was... The jokes are abysmal. They're trying to be super edgy edgelords, but come off like a bunch of over-rehearsed jizz bags pretending to do bar banter. <laughs> Why isn't he your co-host? <laughs> this guy's great. Yeah, actually, Moonrock, do <laughs> you available? Can I give you a call right now? I think that sums it up very well. It really does. They're trying to be these edgy edgelords, but at the same time, they're just corny. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, I uh, I grew up with a lot of mad beatings, so I get this. Yeah. Well, those are probably... Moms who, their young children were killed by drunk drivers. That's why they join... Comedy gold. Mad. Yeah, good stuff. (laughs) Well, you know me, Carl. There's one thing I love in life, and that is math jokes. Oh, dude, you do like a good math joke. I never stop talking about it, but here's number eight. 
<laughs> Eli, Eli, what years are the 19th century? Name the years of the 19th century. 1900. No. Wait, let me finish. He was going to go backwards. He was going to go backwards, guys. He was going to go to 1800. I was, thank you, Noah, to 1600. Thank you, Adam Sandler. What the fuck? Yeah, unreal. Unreal. What is going on here? I don't, yeah, I don't get it. And at 45 minutes, these episodes are fucking brutal. I, I got to be honest, since you said that, I got up this morning and I thought, oh, all I got to do is one 40-minute show. I'm going to fly through this. It took me way longer than usual. Yeah. There's nothing that you don't stop at. What the fuck are they talking yeah, about? Yeah, why, yeah, they, yeah. why did they do that? Why is this in a podcast? Here's an example. This is a track that I call Drinking Problem, and my notes on this are Drinking Problem. <laughs> So I did not do a good job of documenting this for my my future self. Like that's a problem for future Carl to figure out. Hopefully, there's something to talk about here. But America did have something of a drinking problem. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like drinking had an America problem. If we're being fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's another example of the punchline is come and gone, and then they're like, "Oh, that's how you got." <laughs> we're laughing at that, right? Yeah. That's what we've all decided that we're all gonna laugh at shit. Uh, this is, they talk about how there were states that banned alcohol before prohibition for the 18th amendment. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, Maine was one of those states. And so, I mean, I can, I can imagine your mind's racing right now with all these Maine jokes. Oh yes. Yeah. So these guys are right on top of that. Maine banned it in 1851 and it was dry for five years before the repeal of that law. Around that time, 12 other states followed suit. Yeah, they actually invented cold fusion for five years in Maine, but then they forgot how to do it. Dynamite drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off. <laughs> Did you get that one? They invented cold oh, fusion. Man. Nobody laughed. Oh, and then they forgot. And then they forgot about it uh, after that. <laughs> fuck. Do they hold up fucking cards to each other? Are there, like, laugh cards that they have yeah. to hold up? Because how would you know that the joke is over? <laughs> how would you know when the joke has been told? I have no idea. There's so much fucking tagging. This is an example of everyone has to take it to the next level. It's just too many tags. I don't want to get all Heath Friedman on the land here, but I'm pretty sure letting people... <laughs> Put stuff in their bodies if they want to. Yeah. It's morally superior. Okay. Okay. Well, if the listeners knew what you had in your rectum right now, they'd yeah. be slower to nod along. <laughs> That's fair. Is my rectum true. being detained? Is it? <laughs> Mine is, because super glue is a part of that <laughs> equation. His rectum is being detained because super glue is a part of that equation. Oh, fucking kill me. This is their <laughs> improv skills. Did somebody say something in my rectum? He pulls out his notepad. Uh, let me see, uh, R, R, rectum, okay, yeah, I got a couple of rectum jokes. Yeah. Super glue, that's one of them. Oh, <laughs> and then for out of nowhere, and I don't know if you picked up on this, these guys get very political from time to time, mm -hmm. and I'm not joking. They really do try to make social commentary and hold a political stance. Yeah. This show gets real serious after they've been giggling over nonsense for 35 minutes, all of a sudden, this guy says this. It's almost as if, like, creating a black market for something that people have been doing for thousands of years only serves to drive supply underground 
and create a more dangerous and less regulated environment for that self-same product. I'm glad we've learned this little history lesson. I don't want to repeat yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, back to the zaniness. What the fuck is this preaching that's going on? Way to preach to the choir. You know, it turns out that banning alcohol didn't work out real well. You don't say. You don't say. Thanks for your take on it. Smarty McSmarty Pants. Here is them. Another hilarious joke. They're talking about when alcohol was banned, people didn't drink as much. And they go through all the statistics around that because that's mm. fun. And they explain that what about all the children who were never conceived by mistake because people weren't drunk? So this guy's comedic brain leaps to there should be a museum. There should be like a prohibition museum with just like piles of tiny little shoes from the kids who never got conceived <laughs> drunken accident. That's important. Never forget. All right. Home Dust. run, call me a home run. <laughs> By the way, I don't even think that's true. I thought drinking was stable during all the prohibition. I don't know what the answer is to that. It did seem like people were very excited about drinking in the 20s. Yeah, well, it brought women into the drinking culture as well, which they right. weren't part of before. But Are we, Do you, do you want to get serious Yeah, let's get this? serious about this, Let's do you want to discuss this for real? Let me pull up the wiki and see what yeah, that has to say about I, I it. I have some, some shit to say about the social implications of all this. Right. All right. What else you got? About? All right. This is my last clip. This is them being topical. Here's number four where they describe a picture of the subject of the episode, Carrie Nation. Yeah. She looks like a sloppy pilgrim got arrested on cops and is just like really pissed about <laughs> yeah. it. It's like George Soros dressed up as Sarah Huckabee Sanders. This is who you should picture. <laughs> Hey, it's topical person who looks like other topical person. Am it's, I right? It's like they threw a dart at a newspaper. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like, uh, oh, I, oh, fuck this shit, dude. This is awful. <laughs> awful. What the fuck is wrong with these people? I got a couple more clips that I want to get to. They, uh, when I when you think about jokes, they have to be based in some type of realism. They have to make a little bit of sense, or it needs to be clever. Mm-hmm. There needs to be something that you're like, oh, shit, I never would have thought of that. That's funny. This checks none of those boxes. You know, even though the temperance movement was a growing political force, there wasn't enough steam to actually enact prohibition. Right, because they wouldn't put any ethanol in their engines, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do these guys not understand how engines work? Or alcohol or, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't enough steam. Well, it's because these guys were put up their gas tanks with ethanol. Uh, what? Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is a clip that I call comedy is hard. There is a big wind up here, which I always love. I always love when somebody winds up real big, like, here I go. And then just nothing. He's like, all right, sir, we've done it. We've made this, this thing nearly everyone wants illegal now. This will certainly make people not want it now. Um, Hey, what, what are you doing? What are you doing there? Nothing. No, no I'm not I'm, doing anything. I feel like you're bootlegging right now. Are you bootlegging right now? No, I'm not. I don't, you're no, bootlegging no. right now while we're talking about it. You're bootlegging. I no, can no, see it's you. Just, it's just I'm not. No. Yes, no. you are. You're bootlegging right now. We just passed the law. This is like Hollywood handbook level yeah, improv comedy. Just bullshit. Yeah. Holy fuck. Wait a second. We just passed a law and you have Canadian Club in your hand. <laughs> What's the deal with these people with Canadian Club? 
There's uh, jokes about piss troughs, like any good podcast would have. Mm. It's always funny. So the setup uh, uh, for this is these guys are very well rehearsed. They have amazing delivery. They're just a well-oiled machine at this point. Remember, this is episode 92, and they came from other podcasts they did together. Good Lord. These saloons sound like a sausage party in the old-timey restroom at Wrigley Field, the one with the piss trough. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Right, okay, so we're saying a, a, a piss trough built into the side of the bar is a g- g- bad idea. You say first. <laughs> <laughs> bad idea? Like I didn't know where he was going with that. And I I love that they left that in the show because it shows how unfunny they are. Yeah. But then, as always happens, somebody saves the day. So there is a piss trough joke. That wasn't the one. But there's a guy who shows up and says, no, 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 guys, I got this. I know what the the hilarious piss trough joke is. And that is this one. If you're ever at a place with a piss trough, you come in and you go, ooh, they have a slip and slide here. <laughs> oh, God. You'll get a good laugh. You'll get a big... I don't believe him. I know. I was picturing this because I uh, I go to football games and, and they have a big piss trough there. And I was thinking, there's, I don't know, five dozen people. Yeah. Men who have been drinking all day mm-hmm. in this restroom. If I were to walk in there and just go, oh, they have a slip and slide here. I guarantee I would get zero laughs and maybe punched in the face. Hopefully punched in the face. Probably pissed on. Yeah. Likely like, punched in the face. Yeah. That's not a good joke. Although, I'm going to say Wikipedia Piss Trough would be a great name for their show. They should rename it. <laughs> so much fun. I love doing that. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Holy shit. Yeah, this is painful to listen to. They crack each other up so much. When we announced this, we had somebody call into our voicemail who's actually a fan of this show they know how to work a phone and all of their other shows too this is our buddy don from buffalo hey carl don from buffalo uh, i just listened to your uh latest episode and you guys are reviewing the citation needed next week and i just want to remind you that you actually re- reviewed these guys before uh, a portion of the cast are members of the god awful movies crew and while the episode you chose you know it was that week's episode, I get it. it. wasn't the best work they've ever done. You should also look into, you know, Skating Atheist, uh, Skeptic Craft, Citation Needed, which is the other podcast that those guys do, uh, which are different. Um, but, you know, keep going. Like, you know, plug, plug away at them. I'm going to love them no matter what forever. But uh, have fun with the episode, though, okay? And check out Skating Atheist. This is a guy who listens to our show, Ugh. who says he's going to love them forever either way. Yeah. Well, th- did you... I used the... to think that about Adam Carolla until I had you on my show, and you explained <laughs> to me why that show sucks, and now I don't listen anymore. Glad I could ruin that for I'm you. I'm hoping that we're ruining this for, for Don. Did, did you Buffalo. notice his endorsement of the other show was, oh, that one's... It's different. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually had to edit that. The pause during that voicemail was about 13 seconds long. It's, uh, he's trying to think of the word, mm-hmm. and he realizes that we're going to hate it, and he's, eh, it's different. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. mean not good? <laughs> is, that, is that what you were looking for, Don? Not good? Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that band last night? Well, they were different. They were different. I mean, they were a band. Yeah. They had instruments. I noticed that. They started and stopped most of the songs at the same time. That was <laughs> impressive. They look like they're having a lot of fun up there. Anything else you want to hit from uh, this no, I never, citation needed? No, I never want to think about Wikipedia Pistroff ever again in my whole life. 
Well, we have a lot of other things to talk about today, Crozier. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, DeepDiscount.com. Oh, that's right. We got to play our uh, music bet here. Let's see if I can find it. See, Crozier is a pro. He shows up with music beds for our ad reads. And you got to tell me, oh, is it this one? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All right. All right, let me take a minute to tell you about our new sponsor, DeepDiscount.com. It's a site that has incredible prices on thousands of movies and TV shows. Everything on the site is discounted, and I mean low, low prices. One of the specials they're running right now, Crush, Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn this down just a tad bit. Beautiful. One of the specials they're running, they have a 90s sale. Oh, hey now. Going on. Right now, you can save up to 50% on Totally Sweet movies and TV shows. They have all the South Park seasons from the 90s. We're talking about 10 bucks. No shit. For the entire season on DVD. Great gift for the degenerates in your life. Buy it for yourself. Own it. Forget about trying to stream it. Where did South Park go? They were on Hulu. Now they're on this. Now they're on that. Just buy it. You can own it. You can watch it whenever you want. For some reason, Edward Scissorhands is on the front page of this 90s sale. Wasn't that an 80s movie? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, what else do they have on here? They got SpongeBob you can buy. They have all the Ren and Stimpy episodes. Mm, nice. From the 90s. They have Blu-rays, movies, TV shows, everything. Deeply discounted. Escape from L.A. Lots of, uh, lots of great movies and TV shows you could pick up. And it's nice to own these things because you never know about having streams, whether they're going to work or not. They might be edited. If you want to go back and watch The Simpsons on FX, it's all edited to shit. They took mm. out the jokes. It's going to buffer on you. Just own it. You own it forever. You can watch it whenever you want. Go to deepdiscount.com and you can search for all the titles that you enjoy. But they also have brand new titles available. For example, out this week is a movie called First Man where Ryan Gosling stars as uh, this guy Neil Armstrong. Are you familiar? Heard of him. Doesn't he make baking soda? He doesn't. He was an astronaut. Oh, okay. He was the first man to land on the moon. They can't all be singers, Chris. Come on. (laughs) Our producer is giving us notes, and it's just him shaking his head no. (laughs) Thank you for that note. We appreciate that. Uh, So you can pick up on Blu-ray the movie First Man... This is a this is a bio pick. It's about Neil Armstrong, and he was the first man to walk on the moon, or so they say. Mm. Do you think that Neil Armstrong actually walked on the moon? I actually heard they faked the moon landing on the surface of the moon. Oh, and I believe that. That's a twist. That's yeah. like an M Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah, like we're faking all of this, and you you bet you pan at back, and it's like, oh, they are on the moon. <laughs> they didn't even need to fake it. Um, they, they flew Stanley Kubrick to the moon so that he could direct <laughs> the fake moon landing. That makes sense. My brother, I've had conversation with this guy. He thinks for sure that we never landed on the moon. And my favorite thing that he said is there's way more evidence that we didn't land on the moon than there is that we did. Other than the fact that you can view with a telescope from the other surface, the shit that we left up there. Way more evidence oh, that okay, we yeah, never yeah. landed on the moon. 
than you know the, evidence that we did. The Russians were orbiting the moon while we landed there. You think they wouldn't have blew us in if we were faking that whole thing? Talk about Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Go to whoarethese.com and click the link over to deepdiscount.com. That way we get the credit and they know that we sent you. Be good to yourself. Buy your favorites, old and new. Support our sponsor and watch what you want, when you want. And we always end our Deep Discount read with... Thank you, Deep Discount. Beautiful. Beautiful. I put a clip on there called Ad Kicker. Oh, beautiful. And you should just finish all your ads with it. Okay. Nobody can talk naturally when they're reading ad copy. No. It turns everyone into a fucking moron, doesn't it? Oh, you suck. All right, crows. Back on the board. Motherfucker. Indeed. All right. I uh, I want to get to some voicemails. We're going to talk about Opie. There's a lot going on with Opie lately, but... Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get into Opie. Let's get into Opie. Let's get into Opie. There's so much to talk about with our buddy, uh, Ope. He did something that was uh, always fun. He went on Instagram and just started recording a video live. Oh, boy. And what he does is he has this Instagram thing where people are writing him and he's reading the chat room in real time. Ugh. Which is always good for a guy like Opie, who's who's great at improv and, and off the cuff. Yeah. This is Opie reading a comment that comes through. And by the way, just to set the picture for you, he's just showing a street in Manhattan in the middle of January. This is from January 14th. He's just filming a street and talking. Anthony's funnier than you. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I guess I care because I just read your dumb fucking comment but i was never supposed to be the funny guy you you idiot oh see this is so Obi clears this up thankfully he finally does this yeah dummy i know i wasn't funny i had way funnier jokes than those guys did but i wasn't supposed to be the funny one they told me don't be the funny one your job here is to ruin bits go to commercial when we're on a roll pick up the phone from some guy who has nothing to say Never, ever be the funny one. He wasn't supposed to be the funny one, Croge. Yeah. But it's too bad. He should have because he's funnier than both Anthony Cumia and Jim Norton. Let me just get rid of that guy. That's so weird. Like, I, I know damn well I'm very funny. I know damn well at this point I'm funnier than Anthony and Jimmy. There's no doubt about that. But in the old days, when that show was crushing, I was not supposed to be the funny guy in that scenario. It's so weird. It's so weird that people didn't think I was very funny. I wasn't even trying to be funny. I mean, obviously, I'm funnier now. Yeah. I've read Twitter. People say that I'm funnier. I I looked at the subreddit once. People said I was funnier. So, obviously, I'm funnier now. There's all these people trolling Opie and telling him that he's good now. And he's falling for it. Hook, line, and sinker. It's so funny. Yeah. What do you got? This is a sentence from the Opie Radio Podcast website. Okay. And this fucking sentence blows me the fuck away. All right. First of all, he's distancing himself from the funny. Opie has come a long way from his shock jock days. Yeah. And his talent as a curator of captivating conversation is undeniable. Mm -hmm. Can you fucking imagine writing that sentence about anyone, let alone this fucking douchebag? That's like saying... Talk Soup is an amazing TV show as it curates all the best parts from daytime talk shows. Oh, it's captivating. It's captivating. Undeniable how fucking captivating it is. 
He was never supposed to be the funny one. He knows he's funny. He's funnier than those guys now. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jim Norton is a stand-up comedian. A professional comedian. His yeah. job is to be funny. Yeah. I've never heard Opie say a funny joke once, and I've listened to a thousand hours of this guy. <laughs> Jim Norton I've seen do five hours of stand-up over the years. Yeah. Consistently funny, but he's obviously funnier yeah. than yeah, Jim yeah, yeah. Norton. And it's so weird, Crush. So weird. It's so weird that people are still bringing this up. I got my hits. I got a few homers. I got a few lofts out. But that wasn't my job. People are so fucking weird. Let it go. The Opie and Anthony show hasn't. We haven't done a show in. I, I, I lost track. Pushing five years. Go listen to something else. Who is he talking to himself? Is yeah. He looking in the mirror. Let it go. It's so weird that we're still talking about the one thing that I'm famous for. Uh, Let it go. It's so weird. Him in that upper register is It's brutal. Pathetic, yeah. He's not a great broadcaster. No. I don't know if people have pointed this out to him before. I mean, obviously, he's very funny and a curator of comedy. Captivating conversation. Yeah. Captivating conversation. Oh, Curating, captivating conversation. Uh. This comedic character. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't understand why people can't just let it go. It's so weird, bro. I'm over the ONA days. I'm doing the OP Radio podcast, which is fucking crushing. You should go check it out, okay? I know, I know. People are like, my God, and let it go. Yes, that guy's got to let it go. I shouldn't have read his comment. It was stupid. Just so fucking weird, the obsession. This is the oh. guy who's obsessing about it. Yeah. Saying this is so weird. Why won't people let it go? I mean, I talk about it all the time. Yeah, every show I talk Why about it. Why won't people let it go? Uh. I keep bringing it up. I used to be on Opie and Anthony where I wasn't funny. We uh. know. Uh. It's been commented on a few times. So just the last thing from this episode. Not this episode. It's just an Instagram video. What am I talking about? He has to explain that. There's not much funnier out there than his current podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Opie Radio podcast. There's not much funnier out there these days. I will stand by that. Listen for yourself. Make your own decision. That's your job. That is my job! Opie Radio. I'm glad he recognizes it. It is my job. I get paid to talk about and listen to Opie Radio. Yeah, there you have it. Crow, did you listen to the latest episode from I Opie? did. I pulled a bunch of clips from it. They're the ones that start with O for, oh, fuck, why am I listening to this? <laughs> Are you sure it's not O for Greg? Yeah, maybe that was it. I have very beginning of the show, before Opie comes on, they love to do this thing where they play voicemails. And these voicemails are not entertaining. They're not interesting. They're not funny. It was just pathetic. It's that's it pathetic. Can you read what this is called? It's called pathetic voicemail. Yeah. We're on yeah. the exact same page. This is a guy who calls in, and this is embarrassing. A, I wouldn't want to be this caller. And B, if I was the podcaster, there's no way I would play this on the air. Yeah. It pretty much admits that what Opie's doing now is not very good. And I don't know why this got past everybody at Westwood One. And uh, I, I, I think I'm one of the few people that actually get your uh, podcast and your old radio show, how let's just get everybody around and 
And I felt like uh, I wasn't alone. And uh, I felt like I had friends there. And I felt like I was a part of the conversation. You were. And uh, I'd have to say, you know, years later, buddy, it's probably a good hand uh, and a good chance that you, Carl, uh, Vic, um, you know, even the old school ONA and, and everything I see on YouTube and whatnot has uh, gotten me to where I am now. And things are a lot better in life and things are looking up. And, you know, I even say to my wife, well, hey, this you know, so I pathetic. had friends help me along the way. And, uh, you know, he tells his up. wife he had friends you know, help I'm, him I'm along the way. I'm sorry you're going through what you're doing, but, you He's... know, you'll, you'll have your fans. We're here for you. He just said, I'm sorry you're going through what you're doing. Opie's like, this is the best thing I've ever done. It's the Opie Radio Podcast. I'm really sorry that you're going through what you're doing. Yeah. Hopefully you land on your feet. All right, back, We're all sorry. back to the voicemail. And I know that you're there for me. And, you know, like I sent you that message on uh, PlayStation a long time ago. I owe you some money. Because oh. uh, I spent a long time listening to you on YouTube and never really was a subscriber. So, you know, let me let me know your PayPal and I'll send you 20 bucks. That's all I got here. But, hey, listen, dude, keep it up. I love everything that you got going on. And uh, keep it up, buddy. Tom, what a great call. Oh, what a great call. What a great call. Give me your, hey, Opie, multimillionaire lives in Manhattan. Give me your PayPal. I'll send you 20 bucks. That's all I got. Didn't he just say that things were looking up for him and it was all sunny well, skies? Yeah. I, I, this plays into your hypothesis that the audience for this show yeah. is sad, lonely losers with crippling depression. That's exactly who these people are. And you could hear it right there. The guy goes, you were my friends. Yeah. I felt like I was part of the crew. I was all alone in the world. I was all alone. I, I was open. telling my wife how I got through my life because of my friends. How pathetic is that? Could well, you imagine? part of the crew because they're playing his fucking voicemail. Could you imagine talking to another human being about people you listen to on the radio and referring to them as your friends? <laughs> that's yeah, sad. That's beyond sad. That's rough. Yeah. So there's this guy named E.B. Guitar Man. And I know about this guy because he's on Twitter constantly sucking on Opie's balls, his taint. Sometimes he gets around to the asshole hey. with his tongue. He doesn't go all the way in. That's gross. Yeah. But it'll t- that's gay. He'll, he'll touch the rim. Yeah. Yeah. It's Oh, yeah, dude. If you put your tongue in Opie's ass, that's, that's gay. gay. That's but gay. But if you touch the rim, it's because you're a fan. Yeah. So EB Guitar Man does the show intro. And it's interesting that Opie doesn't do O&A anymore. He's moved on. He's doing something different. Meanwhile, this is the exact music that they use to open Opie and Anthony every single morning. Hey, EB Guitar Man. Hey, what's up, Joey? Let's do a little bass and guitar jam for Greg. How about that ecstasy of gold you do so well? Oh, you got it, brother. I let that play a little while, and I'll tell you why. Should we cover that in the isotopes? That song's fucking awesome. (laughs) It did occur to me. That song's pretty sweet. That'd be pretty an epic uh, opener for us. I actually liked what Evie Guitar Man was laying down right there. It's not bad. All right, moving on. I can tell that we need to have this conversation outside of our podcast (laughs) in order to confirm whether or not we're going to do that. All right, Crows, I want to get into your clips, but let me just set up the guests that he has on his show, Mm -hmm. right? So this is episode 74, and his guest is Kirill, who's also known as the Slut Whisperer. Mm. 
on Instagram. And this is, this is a guy, and maybe you can help me out with this. This guy is famous for partying with partiers, taking pictures of people partying, taking videos of people partying. He coined the champagne facial. So this is a, a, a thing. I went on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. I was checking this out. He's got one, 1. 1.2 or 1.3 million followers because he gets these girls to like pull their tops up and then he pours champagne all over them. And it's a drunken orgy yeah, hey, of all right. social media. And Opie sits down with this guy. Opie knows him from a documentary he saw. Mm-hmm. This is the setup to that. He's in a documentary called... The American Meme, and that's where I was turned on to Kirill. All right, so Opie knows Kirill from this documentary, The American Meme. Mm-hmm. So Opie sets up the conversation and starts talking to this guy as if he created the documentary. He did not. Yeah. He's just in it. He and was he, featured in it. And he hasn't even seen the whole thing from what he talks about later, but go ahead. Right. So this is Opie setting up the conversation with a couple swings and misses right off the bat. I love documentaries. I do too. I, I, it's the only thing I actually watch these days. I can't be bothered with regular movies for the most part. So I, uh, I, I got turned on to the American Meme, the documentary you're in, and I'm sitting there going, "Man, I don't know if I want to watch this. I'm not going to lie to you." I've 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 seen half of it. Oh really? Yeah. So Opie says, "I know that you're famous for this documentary. I didn't even know if I wanted to watch it." And the guy goes, "Well, that's." Not even what I'm famous for. Yeah. I was in that documentary because I was already famous. I haven't even watched that documentary. I watched the part that I was in. And Opie doesn't even understand this to get out. They get off to a terrible start. Yeah. And then, again, Opie's talking about this documentary, and he's misreading the room drastically. You get a bottle. Was it tequila or vodka? Yeah, it's a little like a mini Patron bottle. It was, it was a pretty... It's like the smaller version of the, the normal one that you see in stores. Right. And yeah. then you walk out of the liquor store, you take it out of its packaging, and you chug the whole fucking thing on the streets of New York City. I said to myself, I'm in. Yeah, not my proudest moment. Not my proudest <laughs> Oh, moment. really? Yeah, I mean, I've done it like twice in my life, and it was just not... Right. It's like fun for everyone but the person doing it. Yeah. So Opie... Is trying to relate to this guy. He's like, I've seen your work. I love it. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. And the guy goes, I really wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> that was not the thing that defines my career or me as a person. Yeah. It was stupid. He explains the documentary had it all set up and it was all fake. He didn't even want to do any of the shit. So right off the bat, this is going terribly wrong. Uh, I love it when Opie's interviewing someone. Crows, you got you want to jump in on this? I just have a bunch of random shit that I pulled. Oh, okay. I don't know if you want to hear about it. I love it when people talk rock and roll. I especially love it when people talk about how much Guns N' Roses sucks. So here's my number one. You motherfucker. Although I saw Guns N' Roses and he was like out of breath the entire time. Really? At MSG like last year. Yeah. He was running off stage for like 10 minutes and then coming back out. Like the band was just doing all these yeah. jam sessions. He was probably doing oxygen or something just to try to get through the show. Yeah. You can't be that chubby and be in uh, Guns N' Roses. I no. Think. Okay. Now, of course you took that class. Of course I did. Opie calling out people's physique is fucking hilarious. <laughs> this guy has fucking tits! And never forget that Guns N' Roses are proud white supremacists and they sing about it in their music. Number two is all I need to know that this person is a dummy. Because I think he's like one of the most talented human beings. I love Marilyn Manson. Ugh. 
Now, look, if you're 12 and the current year is 1995, I will let you say that you love Marilyn Manson and I won't judge you. Yeah. Any age and any time period after that, you're a fucking idiot. That music is fucking terrible and you suck. Go, but, come on. I want to grow up. I want to be a rock and roll star. You don't like that? But he has great taste in comedy. Here's number three. Well, I do like Dane Cook. He's in the movie. All right, you're a fucking idiot, dude. Well, nobody I'm sorry. Li- nobody likes Dane Cook. Nobody likes Dane Not Cook. even Dane Cook likes Dane Cook. Yeah, no shit. This is well documented. Oh, no shit. I love the fact that Opie has to now interview. He sat down with this guy for two hours. Yeah. And interviewed him. So Opie has to be prepared to talk to someone he hasn't met before for two hours. And you know how he does that? He prepares. Ooh. You know, you, you have a moment, and you're like, I want to kill myself, or something like that. I wrote it down. What was the exact quote uh, you wrote? Uh, hold on. Give me a second here. Look at all the notes I wrote wow. for you. Oh, you. Uh, you this part- is how a real podcast is. <laughs> no. Like, ours, we don't nope. prepare. I mean, this is, you know, well, you're, decades you're, of radio for you. You're Opie and Anthony 1.0. That, oh, yeah. Now oh, that sorry. I've moved on, I, I'm actually trying to prepare. Like, most of the years of the Opie and Anthony show, I just, I just went in cold and just went with it. But now I feel like... I I should prepare a little bit. Opie says things that he really should not say. Yeah. He's not doing himself any favors. Let me interpret what just happened here. Opie used to be on a show with Jim Norton and Anthony Cumia, and he let those two guys make the show good. Mm-hmm. He didn't prepare. It's well documented that Ray Liotta came in and he sat there with nothing to say to Ray Liotta. An A-list celebrity. He didn't know anything to say to this fucking guy. Yeah. Anthony and Jim had to steer the conversation the entire time. So Opie interprets this in his own fucking crazy mind as, I'm so good at radio, I didn't even fucking bring notes. <laughs> I didn't read the people's books who came in. I never watched their movies. Yeah. Didn't matter. Of course it didn't matter. Anthony Cumbia's talented, you fucking idiot. And now he goes, so now I'm doing this new thing where I'm preparing. Well, I would hope so. It's only you talking to a guest for two hours. Yeah. You might want to know what this person does and have a couple questions ready to go. Yeah. Holy shit. And he puts it out there like people are just dumb like that fucking caller. And they're not going to pick up on the fact that the reason why you're preparing now is because you were a shit broadcaster for 20 years on Open Anthony. Yeah. You were the worst part of that show. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, he actually... I, I can't get your eye on up. He goes, he goes farther into, yeah. first of all, not obsessing over ONA, but he, he discusses the secrets of their success, and I got two clips on this. Here's, <laughs> here's number five. Does it have anything to do with Dr. Dirty? I don't oh, know. yeah. We were like, whip them out Wednesday. All, we knew just if, if girls show their tits, People we were, were going to become very famous. You're fucking sad, dude. That's a sad fucking <laughs> statement right there. Opie, That's sad. Opie says in this episode, I went and saw John Velby in Boston. Yeah. And that's Dr. Dirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw him back in the day. Me too. And he says, I couldn't believe it. He got these girls to come up on stage and show their tits. Yeah. And that was when he had this epiphany. Boom. If we can get girls to show their tits... We can become famous disc jockeys. Yeah, well, see, that's the that's the hook, Carl. Here's number six. And that was the secret of the Opie and Anthony show. Here's tits <laughs> out front for you. But if you come on in, hopefully you're going to laugh and really go, wow, those guys are kind of funny, man. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. That's he can't so go sad. out of his own way. Uh, it's so sad. And, uh, you know, I'm a heterosexual man. I can appreciate looking at a, uh, the female form. But yeah. listening to it on the radio... 
not as exciting. I mean, maybe I'm alone in that, but like, well, boy, those tits sounded great, didn't they? Well, it's interesting that Opie, not only did he come up with the way that they'd become famous by girls taking their top off, he also invented a whole genre of radio. Ooh. Did you know that? I did not. I, mean, I got introduced to you guys by uh, Patrick from Cringe Humor. Oh, like, okay. That was my first. Oh, I didn't know. All right, you have a connection. I, to I went to, I was in school at William Patterson University just trying to figure my life out. Wanted to be a Disney animator my whole life. Right. And I'm just sitting there and I discovered Cringe Humor. And I was like, I don't know any of these comedians. You know where I, I got that concept from, right? I'm sh- from you guys, probably. You're I'm sure. looking, yeah, you're there looking you go. at him. I mean, it was the same I, guys he was promoting. It was the same guys he got I, on the I radio. I came up with an, uh, uh, a concept called Cringe Radio and then it, it sagged into Cringe Humor. And then he took it and ran with it. And God bless him. I <sighs> love. So this guy is an Opie and Anthony fan. Yeah. I love when Opie has a guest on who's a fan of his, mm-hmm. because then nothing stops him. He'll yeah. say fucking anything. Yeah. He goes out and out about how he invented cringe radio. And then after I invented cringe radio, guys like Bill Burr and Rich Voss, they took that yeah. and they took they started their careers in comedy. Mm-hmm. But that was something that I invented. Yeah, of course. They got people going in that direction. Opie, are you listening to yourself? <laughs> Did you say you sit with Joey at Westwood One for hours? And edit these shows before they come out? That's fucking embarrassing, dude. It is. Don't let that go out on the fucking air. And their whole knock on Howard was that Howard claimed he invented everything. Oh, no. Opie like, is Howard 2.0. Oh, good lord. And he's also Robin 2.0 because then he fucking admits that he wasn't actually Greg Hughes on the radio. He was playing a character. Oh! People always would ask me, do you feel guilty with some of the stuff you were doing on the air? And I'm like, no, because I'm like, this is like being an actor. This is not me. I, I don't do this shit when the mics are off. I'm actually kind of a, dare I say, a nice person yeah. that you would like to hang out with. But I'm not going to be walking around New York going, show me your tits. Oh, I'm, I'm now realizing the cringe radio thing that he was talking yeah, about. <laughs> cringe podcasting he does do. I took, a, I took a tiny little clip of that, my number seven. Holy shit. I'm actually kind of a, dare I say, a nice person that you would like to hang out with. (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. You couldn't fucking pay me. You couldn't pay me. Nobody says that. I love that he says, that person on the radio you heard over all those years, that's not me at all. I was just playing a character. When you say that, you have zero credibility. Yeah. Because what's to say you're not playing a character now? Yeah. The people who are famous for being radio personalities are kind of being authentic. That's, yeah. Wouldn't you what, agree? That's, that's what's compelling about it. That's what's it. compelling about it. They say things, they don't have their guard up. Yeah. They're being real. And that's why Jim Norton and Anthony Cumia and even Howard Stern and yeah. a number of these guys made careers for themselves because they weren't playing a character. Obi comes out and he goes, well, you know, that guy who, who wasn't funny, I was just playing a character. I'm actually a nice guy who's hilarious yeah. in real life. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, as I've mentioned many times, that this new version of Opie is Opie reinventing himself to be the nice, friendly, I'm your buddy guy. Why are you scared to... Let me do a setup real quick on this. He's talking about a conversation he had with his dad years ago when he was playing the Opie character mm. on Opie and Anthony. Why are you scared to show the people your, your uh, another side of you and, and you know this other stuff? You, you being a nice guy that cares for people and all that. And unfortunately, <laughs> it took you know. 
10 years after he died to finally start like letting some of that out. Uh, mostly with this podcast, yeah. I, I decided it was finally time to be like okay, more personal. More personal, like it's okay to show you know a niceness. Oh, Opie's dad God. said you're a great guy. My dad said it. You know what? It's got to be true. That my mom says that I'm cool. handsome. Your mom I mean, is totally wrong about I know, that. I know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The the, I love that Opie's got this idea that I'm doing this new thing now where it's actually me. We're all buddies. We're all having fun. It's all good times. Yeah. Meanwhile, every ex-co-worker, because they've reached out to me personally, I'm, I'm DMing <laughs> with E-Rock about this shit. Every co-worker hates this fucking guy. Yeah. He worked with him for years. The real Greg Hughes. Not the Opie character. Greg Hughes. Asshole. Yeah. Across the board, every single person thinks he's a fucking asshole. But his dad was like, you're a nice guy, Greg. Oh, thanks, Pops. Am I? Uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. But I, only because I want to play a clip from next week's episode, I was able to get, and most people don't have this, but I'm in the fan club. So I was able to get a clip from Opie Radio the next episode. Ooh. I love you. You love me. We're a happy I guess we get the point. That's fucking All right, Crush. (laughs) What what do you got, Crush? This is my last Opie clip. I'm not much for conspiracy theories, but I number four, I think I'm on to something here. I met Mitch Hedberg uh, the night before he died. Wow. And I never had him on the show. And and, and as you know, from the old days, I uh, we had pretty much everyone on. And I always wanted Mitch Hedberg on. I went and saw him at this club. And uh, and then I went to the green room. And I met him. And I hug him. And we exchanged numbers. And I, I was going to have him on the show the next couple of days, I believe. And he died a That's few hours crazy. later. Now, Mitch Hedberg, one of the funniest comedians of the last 20 years. He was going places. He had great shit going on with his life. He spent five minutes with Greg Opie Hughes, and he fucking killed himself. <laughs> they explained that he bought bad drugs off this owner. This dude was doing drugs for 25 years straight. It wasn't because he bought bad drugs. It's because he met Greg Opie Hughes. Indeed. Hey, I want you. To, I want to have you on my on my show. You want to come on the show? Oh yeah, man. That'd be. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's all there is to it, man. I love that Opie hates Amy Schumer for a way different reason than the rest of us hate Amy Schumer. <laughs> I found this to be hilarious. Amy Schumer was always very, very nice, and uh, she became friends with my wife. And so I got to love hate for Amy Schumer because then when she blew up, blew up, she blew off my wife. Oh, really? My wife didn't do anything wrong yeah. to her. So I, I do love her because she, she was never mean to me or, or, or nasty or anything like that. But I'm like, what is that about, man? And she would continue to come in and go, oh, by the way, say hi to your wife. Yeah. Or, you know, say hi to – I don't really say her name on the podcast. And I'm like, why don't you – Fucking Just text, text her. her. Yeah. And, then, and then she unfollowed her on all, all of uh. the social media. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell, Amy Schumer? So just a thought. Just going to throw this out there. Maybe your wife is not a likable person just like you aren't. <laughs> and maybe Amy doesn't want to be friends with her. He tries to set it up as she became famous, so she stopped hanging out with my wife. Yeah. Your wife is the wife of Greg Opie Hughes. Yeah. It's kind of a celebrity. It's not as if... She's abandoning her high school friends. Yeah. This is just an acquaintance she has. She decided to no longer hang out with. And it's probably because your wife sucks. I'm just going to guess. And I don't usually stick up for Amy Schumer. (laughs) So I'm just going to throw that out there that there might be other factors involved besides the fact that I'm too famous to hang out with Greg's wife anymore. Your wife 
It's probably just a shitty friend. And I love that Greg always thinks that in order to not be friends anymore, you have to do something wrong. We shouldn't even do anything to her. Yeah. And then and then she never got a, a text again. That's not how relationships work, Greg. I know that all of your relationships have fallen apart because you've been an asshole to those people. Yeah. But usually you just get to a point where you're like, we're not compatible and I don't want to spend time with this person anymore. Nobody did anything to anyone. It's not a thing where you can point at it and say, well, on September 14th, 2008, you did this thing. It's like, no, no, no. Your wife's just not that interesting. Amy Schumer hangs out with comedians who are probably way more interesting than your boring fucking wife who fucked Bam Margera. Uh, <laughs> I have another clip on here. Is that true? It is. <laughs> I have another clip on here uh, that he's talking about. He once interviewed Paris Hilton when he was on Opie and Anthony. Mm -hmm. And I remember this episode because mm -hmm. they walked Paris. Paris was giving them nothing. Yeah. And they were trying to be nice. They were trying to get an interview out of her. Yeah. And Jim Norton was like, hey, you know, trying to talk to her. She's like, eh, I'm out of here. She's like, what, what the fuck did we do? It was so weird. But Opie decides, because this guy he's talking to is friends with Paris, he wants another shot at it. So he says, oh, I'd love to get another shot at talking to Paris Hilton. True. I mean, I would, I would like another shot at it. I would like to sit down and talk with to her. her. Oh, God, in a second. Let's do it. Let's just bring her in. You know, you got her number. Yeah, let call her up right now. She might be in New York right now. Call her up. Oh my God! <laughs> this is this is the good stuff, though. <laughs> put her on speaker. Actually, put her on speaker at the very. I've least. never had a phone call with her in my life. Oh really? Just text. That's good. Well, no one really uses their phone for phone see, calls. I, I can't even. Hold on. That would be amazing. Hold on, let me see. Let me get her. At the first, she changes her number so much. Hold on, hold on. I hate celebrities that do that. I've had the same number since high school. Good for you. <laughs> Opie Good hates boy. when celebrities change their number. Yeah. Did you guys know that? <laughs> I knew that. You know why? Because he made a YouTube video to Joe Rogan. streets <laughs> man. Why don't you text me back, man? Hey, Joe. I, I sent you a text. I said, I like your show. I wanted to have you on my show. That's why you text me back. Because he changed his number, Opie. You don't have Joe Rogan's number. You guys aren't fucking friends. I hate when celebrities change their number. <laughs> yeah, because they don't tell you what their new number is. That's why you hate that. Mm. You fucking idiot. I love Opie. He says shit. He doesn't even realize he's saying it. It makes him look so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. Self-awareness not one of his strong <laughs> I love this guy. And I love that he says this on his podcast, which I ISO'd. The podcast is a little frustrating. Hello, exactly. <laughs> it's a little frustrating. <laughs> Let me zoom out and provide some context. Opie is talking about he could have gone into doing TV deals, but he decided not to, and this is the reason why. The podcast is a little frustrating because sometimes we we wait a few days to get them out. I, like, I want this out tomorrow, yeah. but, but it's okay because... There was a time that I was looking at TV and this and that, and I'm like, wait, so you film something and it comes out maybe like six months later, a year later, if it's a movie? I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know how people do that. <laughs> I was looking at some TV deals, but then I'm like, well, how quickly can we get this to air? Ugh. That's my main concern. And then he even throws out there, for a movie, it's a year. Nobody's looking for you to be in a movie. <laughs> Opie, nobody's looking for that. In fact... He was in a movie. I think it was, uh, oh shit, who was the Chris Rock? Did a movie about disc jockeys, and they filmed some of it at SiriusXM. Oh no shit! 
back when those guys were nobody saw this movie but yeah i, I, I think i think it. opie and anthony were in the movie and they wouldn't shut up about it they were so excited about being in this fucking movie they had a three second part and opie's now pretending that i mean i, I was in talks with universal sony yeah disney and i'm like i need this movie to come out like the next day. Can you guys speed up the editing process? That's not why you don't do movies and TV. It's because no one wants you. It's because no one could possibly want to see your stupid face. Ugh. But Opie does know Hollywood. I love when he says shit like this. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, I'll take any exposure. You're, you're um, explaining Hollywood perfectly. They, they get these great ideas for shows, and then they just fucking can't leave it alone no. there's one thing that a guy from rochester radio who then went to buffalo and then boston and then new york knows it's hollywood <laughs> this guy knows the ins and outs of fucking hollywood what a fucking idiot and i just want to leave you with one last clip that i have on here from this opie show that was pure gold i, I couldn't yeah. be happier about this episode yeah it was amazing remember that opie's podcast sucks it's not fun to listen to but he is a professional broadcaster. He comes from radio. He's not like us. We're just podcasters. Yeah. We're not professional in any way. This guy is a pro, and he proves it. Yeah, it's been a 10-year overnight. I know. Yeah, no, no, I know. I, I hate when people say that, so I it's, apologize. No, 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 no. But it, I mean, it really I, was. It, but, I mean, your career you, your career project... Uh, project uh, wow. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> wow. Your career angle. <laughs> wow. I'm not even going to try it again. I think he was trying to say trajectory. Yeah. But he started with a PR for some reason. Yeah. Project... Project... Protractor. Yeah. <laughs> Croach, yo, we've been getting some voicemails. Oh, have week. we now? We have. People are excited to call into the show. They want to participate. There's this guy you might have heard of. His name is Fuck Rumpus. Oh, boy. My hero. And he called into the show. This was, I, I love this guy because he emails me during the day and it's very rational and he has thoughts and information he wants to get across. Mm -hmm. And then after midnight, he calls. So, drug version of this guy is, I gotta call this guy. Sober version is, I'll compose a note. This is drunk version. This came in after midnight on Sunday night. Hey, uh, ain't fucking corny. It's, uh, fuck Rumpus. Or Noah. Whatever the fuck you wanna call me. Auntie Donna. That's a good podcast. Beyond a review. I mean... I ain't promising you no money because I'm fucking broke. What? Fuck Rumpus is broke? That's hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, th that doesn't add up. This guy who's wasted at 1 a.m. on a Sunday night doesn't have enough money to pay oh, me to, to do <laughs> Auntie Donna. He's been calling me nonstop to do this fucking Auntie Donna show, which is some Australian sketch comedy. I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. Mm. But I love this guy. It's a caller. It's... Endlessly entertaining. It's so fucking funny. Uh, so this guy, you know, this is the guy, and let me back up a little bit, who offered us $10 to do Sleepy Cast and then reneged on then it. Then reneged. Never gave us the $10 <sighs> that was promised. Anyway, this is uh, Fuck Rumpus. He left us a bunch of voicemails, but I just thought this was funny. He tries to do this saying and gets it backwards. 
I make a dollar, boss makes a dime. That's why shit on company time. Nope. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the opposite. I goes. love it because this guy, when he calls me, he's usually blackout drunk. And then when he's hearing these on our show, it's the first time he's hearing himself say this stuff. I thought he said boss. Which has got to be weird. Boss. Boss makes a, a dime. Boss. <laughs> Boss makes a dime. He does sound like someone who shits on company time, though. That story checks out. If he had a job, I'm sure he would. It's probably on his resume. <laughs> so what did you accomplish over your 10 years at uh, Eastern Corp? I did a lot of shitting. A lot of shitting in the toilets there. Here's my other favorite voicemail caller. It's the guy who calls me a boomer. Hey, Carl, you boomer fuck. <laughs> Glad to finally listen to an episode where you actually have to listen to what I say instead of fucking spurging out on me on other people's shows going, uh, going on about your shitting habits or that you don't like cats. But coincidentally, yeah, you do have a cat. Anyways, um, way to go. Reviewing a fucking dead podcast made by a bunch of fucking speds who are basically starving for work right now. Uh, anyways, go fuck yourself and uh, keep up the great work. You guys suck. So this is pointed out to me multiple times. We did Sleepy Cast last week. Mm-hmm. It was an episode from March of 2018, which was the last episode they did. And then the previous episode was a year before that. So the episode that we did, I mean, I just did it because somebody wrote in yeah. and said we should do it and gave us some good reasons for it. I didn't realize that the show, but I don't care. What's the difference? Yeah. It no, I don't do all fucking topical shows. We can do some old shows, right? Yeah. What are the rules? What do I got to, I got to read rules somebody wrote? What the fuck? All right. This is, um, Crows, you're going to like this. I'm sure. This is, uh, our buddy, the boomer guy talking about, uh, some of our co-hosts that we've had on the show. Hey, Carl, me again, you know, your favorite guy. You know, I know you're not used to people leaving you multiple voice messages because, you know, it'd be it'd be better than just the you know usual nurse that hits up uh, hits you up and checks on checks on you at the hospice that you stay at. Anyways, um, I just wanted to say, um, yeah, actually, um, keep up the great work. Uh, I do actually enjoy your shit. But I, I will say, though, can you fucking get rid of your deep discount shit? Like, oh, okay. yeah, what else, what else you got? <laughs> um, anyways, also, stop putting on your fucking, uh, your brother-in-law and your fucking wife on the show. They're not funny. <laughs> as long as, as much as you try to recall, uh, rename them as Jen, Jen from the jingles department, oh, gee, you know, I'm not going to fall for it. It's your fucking wife, and. And uh, your little uh, brother-in-law or whatever the fuck. He's uh, instead just have Croshawn. That guy's actually funny, or uh, hey. you know, an actual person that has talent like that. What is it? That Super Kai '64 kid from Turkey, <laughs> or uh, Dick? You know, which I, I I don't know how the hell he finds you funny. I, uh, beyond fucking me, you only have like three good episodes. Uh, keep on taking on those fucking autistic retards because jesus christ is that good content rather than just these boring ass podcasts uh go fuck yourself and um hey uh stay warm up there in uh whatever the fuck uh midwestern state you are in 
That is a phenomenal voicemail. Yeah. Aside from shitting on our sponsor, we love you, deepdiscount.com. Get <laughs> all of the movies and TV shows. Own them. Own your obsession. I love that he declares that Andy's my brother-in-law. <laughs> Jen from the Jingles Department is my wife. He's got it all figured out. He knows everything that's going on here. And uh, he doesn't understand why Dick would like our show. <laughs> He thinks Super Kai 64 is a great uh, addition. This guy has uh, got it all figured out. So he mentioned Jen from the Jingles Department, who hasn't really been pulling her weight recently. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot coming out of the Jingles Department. Where are these jingles I keep hearing about? So I sent a inner office memo to the Jingles Department, and I said, guys, let's produce something. It's been a while. And they came back with something. We have a new jingle. Oh, We're boy. debuting a brand new jingle. But I want to set this up. I was hoping it'd be wacky and fun and funny. This actually is sincere and riveting, emotional. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let me get my hanky ready. Your heartstrings will be tugged on here. <laughs> you might want to see a physician. This is... It's <laughs> not a good setup. <laughs> All right, this is the brand new jingle coming from Jen and the rest of the jingles department. Slap a Rooney, slap a Rooney, slap a Rooney, slap a That was like a spiritual awakening right there. Marvelous. Felt that one deep in my boner. All right. They're back on it. I'm so happy to see that the jingles department is re-engaged. Let's go back to our voicemails. And again, our friend who calls me a boomer. Fucking weirdo. Hey, <laughs> Carl, you fucking boomer fuck. Hey, just uh, got, got a, uh, just remembered something about this recent episode you fucking did. With um, your, you know, brother-in-law slash church buddy who doesn't like the, the, I don't know if I could say it, but the F word? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You know, which was so fucking scary. You know, that faggot can't say the F word. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what's so wrong with that faggot saying um, the F word. I, I can totally understand. It's really, really scary. For a faggot to say the F word, you know, but I, you just can't say it on a podcast, you know, where two faggots are just going over about how much of a faggot they are and how they just can't say the F word. I totally, totally understand. I think Andy's point was not so much that he couldn't say faggot, yeah. but he was saying that they were trying to get jobs in Hollywood and saying faggot 80 times in a row on the internet. Is that a great way to get yourself noticed in Hollywood? Yeah. They will shun you for that type of behavior. No, if, if you tweeted that word in 2007, they'll fucking fire you for that. You will be kicked off of hosting the fucking Oscars yeah. for that word. That was the point that Andy was trying to make. All right? We get it. We get it. You could say that word a lot of times in a row. 
Here's another voicemail. I'll give you all the five stars that you need. And this is later in this same call. <laughs> this guy left like 80 voicemails. But oh, boy. Later in this same call. I'll give you all the five stars that you need. I'll give you all the validation so you can be at your quote-unquote marketing job. Sure. You, don't worry, Carl. You don't have to lie about you setting up some displays in the grocery store. It's okay, Carl. It's okay. Anyways, keep up the great show. <laughs> I like that he thinks you're sober enough to stack up cans on a shelf. Dude, do you think they'd let me actually on the store floor? Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. Could you imagine if I was in front of customers? Oh, Lord, yeah. It'd be a disaster. This is another voicemailer who came in who hates Carl Ruiz. He left me multiple voicemails about what an asshole Carl Ruiz is. Really? Yes. Well, oh, yeah. And listen, you talked about maybe like Carl's getting to you, it sounded like, in that you are not going to uh, – you're going to lay off the OP show. i got to be honest with you, dude. I like you. You do a good show. But I, I literally, every single time, check the notes to make sure that OP's covered. I scroll up and listen to what you talk about OP or maybe like Southern John because everything else is horrible. I'm not being a dick, <laughs> but it's just not interesting because I'm not interested in any of the podcasts. You know, I love shitting on shows. I actually get this a lot. I hear people who say, love the show. I only listen to the Opie segments. Yeah. I don't care about anything else. Listen, I understand. You like it that we rip on Opie. Yeah. And I understand that you don't know the other shows. That's the whole point. We introduce you to these shows. We explain why they suck. It's fun. I don't know these shows either. (laughs) I spent a couple days with them, and then we talk about how they suck. It's interesting. I have the people who tell me, why do you keep fucking talking about Opie? Yeah. I don't want to hear another fucking thing about Opie. And then I have this other group of people who say, I only want to listen to Opie. I'll not listen to any other thing. If I hear you do anything other than Opie, I will skip ahead. Yeah. Let's see. What's this next one? This is, is this the same guy? This might be the same guy. Let's find out. Um, Oh, the woman. Honestly, I mean, she's... Yeah, this is the same guy. This guy is a, a big fan of Jen from the Jingles Department. Um, oh, the woman. Honestly, I mean, she's not perfect because stuff that she doesn't really know. But the co-host that you have, the female, is the best co-host you have. No, does the last one from today's show? He seemed okay, a little bit too excited. All right, so Andy was too excited, <laughs> and Jed from the Jingles Department is the best. If you're yeah. keeping score at home, the woman, woman getting some points. That's what you need to know. All right, this is uh, another voicemail that we received this week. All right, and don't make me look like an idiot on the show if you do end up playing my uh, calls, because I don't like to talk, but I do like to write, and it takes too much time. All right, bye. I'm going to call you back when I take something else. I promise I'll never make anyone look like an idiot. I'll let them speak for themselves. Yeah, not on these airwaves, Buster. Yeah, for sure. This is the last voicemail I want to play. This is a guy who is a big Sleepy Cast fan who does not like us mm. and wants to let us know that we got that wrong. Hey, what's up, guys? And, yeah, if you're wondering, yes, I did leave a one-star review on your podcast because of the Sleepy Cast episode. Bastard. And just like how you were listening to the Sleepy Cast podcast and getting a me- an immediate headache, I got the same effect listening to you. Wow. How about that? It's crazy. So here's an idea for your podcast, actually. Why don't you actually make original content instead of taking other people's really hard work 
and shitting on it. Yeah. You guys are like Let's Players, shitting, shitty, annoying people making horrible jokes of other people's hard work right. and content, and you're acting like you're doing something important in the world. Good one. And don't you dare come back with, oh, we work hard on our podcast. We we fly our sound effects live. We're better than you. It's like, <laughs> why does that even matter? Why brag about that? It sounds like shit anyway when it's like that. But whatever. Teach is their own. We're the kings of one stars, as you quote. Maybe there's a reason for that, unlike the podcasts that you talk about that are way more liked than yours. But it's whatever. It's whatever. Nothing I'm saying is going to change your mind, and I don't want to take up more of your time. You keep doing your putrid waste of time, and I'll just go about my day. No hard feelings. Love you guys. Bye. All right. We did piss <laughs> off a lot of Sleepy Cast fans. I got yeah. a lot of notes from people boy, oh boy. who didn't like our review of their show. But what this guy just said, we're ripping people who do a lot of really hard work. Mm-hmm. Hard work, sleepy cast. Yeah. There was zero work put into that show. They admit it. That's part of their fucking show is that they don't put any work into it. They put a lot of work into their animations. Yeah. They put a lot of time and effort into the other things they do artistically. Their podcast was zero work. I like that he thinks that you view yourself as a very important Yes, podcast. that was the other thing. I know you're going to come back and say That's you're a very funny. important podcast. I don't think we're an important podcast at all. Nobody <laughs> thinks that. Nobody's ever mistaken us for an important podcast. Holy shit. But we did accomplish one thing in our three years that we've been running. Yeah. We accomplished something that I'm very excited about. This is something that I want on my tombstone someday in the near future. This is a podcast we reviewed recently. It's called This Could Get Awkward. Yeah. And I pointed this out on the show last week. We made fun of these women, these Canadian women, because they said the word like a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was brutal. They said it a lot. Let me remind everyone. Here's a clip from the show that we reviewed of them saying the word like a lot. And their parents are, like, making them do it. And, like, I saw so many kids, like, freak out about it. And their parents, like, force them onto his lap and, like, are, like, stay there, stay there, stay there. Like, as their kids are, like, screaming. And I'm, like, why? Like, why? Those are those are good instincts for your kids to have to, like, not want to, like, sit on a strange man's lap. Yeah. So, like, it's it's all so weird to me. That was an episode from one month ago. Where that woman said 13 likes in about three sentences. Yeah. Fast forward, we made fun of them. We put together a like compilation. We told them that's terrible podcasting. And listen to the change in their show. This is episode 41. It's a new episode from This Could Get Awkward. Yeah. Okay, so we kind of wanted to talk for the majority of the episode about awkward encounters featuring blasts from our pasts. So I had one today. Okay, at work, we partner with this other organization that does, that does a lot of incredible things. And, and they're fantastic. I haven't had a lot to do with them yet because that hasn't really been the role that I've been playing. But I've been part of conversations so and included in email threads and that sort of a thing. And one of the main people who kind of liaises with this organization is someone whose name I immediately recognized because we used to play basketball when we were little. I think in elementary and junior high. Wow. There's some hard editing going on in there, dude. Yeah. You can hear those fucking stitches everywhere. I Holy have, shit. 
I have made their podcast so much more difficult to produce. Yeah, you sure They haven't did. learned how to not say the word like. Heaven forbid. But they have figured out that they should edit all of the likes out. Yes. Because assholes like me will go in and let them know that they suck at podcasting. Yeah. So they're still boring as fuck, but at least they're editing. There's nothing so it sounds like of any entertainment value, but at least they fixed the one thing that was the worst thing. Yeah. Now there's 80 other things they have to fix, but we'll get them one at a time. Yeah. yeah one yeah, yeah, at yeah. a time. We'll, we'll just keep oh, that's, checking them off the list. That's got to take hours. You can hear every <laughs> single cut job. It's so obvious. I love that. I'm so glad you picked up on that. All right, we have uh, some reviews that have come in oh recently. This is a review from our Stitcher page, which I don't talk about very often. Stitcher, huh? Yeah, but this is funny. Really needed a laugh from Cooter's Garage. This was uh, <laughs> recently this week. I recently came out of a dark time of my life as I watched my 93-year-old grandmother slip further into the icy grips of dementia, where she would spend most times not recognizing me or any other members of my family. I needed a laugh and gave your podcast a try. I honestly wish I had another grandmother to watch dwindle away as opposed to listening to another show. <laughs> That's a five-star review <laughs> from Cooter's Garage. All right. Thank that you, is, Cooter's Garage. That is well done. <laughs> All right, let's skip over to the iTunes page. Let's see what's going on over there. Garbage, says Sir Jim Jam. One, two, three. On a scale of one to five stars, this podcast is garbage. That's a five-star reviews. Thank you very much. This one came in on January 17th from Sith Lord 49 Tap Dance. Please listen to episode 41 of Who Are These Podcasts. One of the co-hosts, Kevin, dances around and around issues for no reason, while saying nothing very slowly, afraid of offending everyone. One star. Oh, Dude, that's fucking weird. His problem with our show is that a show that we did two and a half years ago... Yeah. With our ex-co-host, was afraid of offending people. <laughs> that came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, right. I'm assuming that this is the host of whatever show 41 is. I don't even know. Yeah. I should look that up. I know. Kevin is the one decent human being in the whole WATP it's circle. the one person no one complains about. <laughs> but not Sith Lord 49. All right. Uh, one more. This is from January 15th. This came in from Cornfed Thug. Don't believe the sourpuss bad reviews. Somebody's got to call out the foolishness out there. This PC has potential to be a great resource for all podcast fans. Good stuff. Why did I read that? That was all positive. Yeah, what the fuck, That's not what we're supposed to do here. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for the five-star reviews. We do appreciate that. And encourage it. Encourage all the five-star reviews. Crozier, what have we done today? We talked oh about citation needed. Right? We did. We comment. We commented on that show. We listened to Opie Radio, an Instagram video he put up. We had a new jingle from Jen from the Jingles Department. We listened to voicemails. We read reviews. We drank tequila. We did. Our producer, Chris, who's no longer with us, <laughs> <laughs> was pouring us tequila. So I guess, what does that mean? What else do we have to talk about today? I can't even imagine. Nothing. What could come next? Nothing is the answer. Nothing I'll tell you why. Next week, we're taking off. Oh, beautiful. Crows and I play in a band called the Isotopes. We're going to be performing in Buffalo at the Flying Bison 
Brewing Company. We have a show that's going to be celebrating Groundhog's Day. It's the sixth annual Buffalo Groundhog Day celebration at the Flying Bison Brewing Company, which is uh, on Seneca Street in Buffalo. I know we have fans in Buffalo, so come down. Check us out. We're playing at 4 o'clock. The Isotopes will be down there. They have a tent set up that will be heated. Thank God, because it's Buffalo in January. Good Lord. Uh, I better be heated. We'll be playing in a a tent, and it's all for raising money for charities and good causes. But don't worry, we're going to get paid. (laughs) And uh, lots of fun events going on. We played down there a few months ago, and the beer was fantastic. Yeah. The place was very cool. The people there were cool. You know, surprising, considering it's Buffalo. But we had a good time. Indeed. So we're not going to be doing a new show next week. So I don't have a teaser for you, but let's just say that it's going to be the Michael Mara show. Yeah, there you go. Right? It might be. Sure. Who knows? Yeah. Because we will be back the next week, which is Super Bowl weekend. We'll be back with a brand new episode. But until then, we'll be wishing you adieu. Croge, anything you want to plug? Two things. There is a new single by the Isotopes. It's on Spotify. It's on all your favorite streaming platforms. Give it a listen. And, uh, What's it called? It is called Short Side of the Moon. It is the entire Dark Side of the Moon album in less than four minutes, and you're going to fucking love it. Instrumental. That's right. And uh, also, I'm going to be in the subreddit later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I my, think you will be. My username is uh, Wikipedia Pistroff, and I'll, uh, I'll see you there. <laughs> so please, join us again next week, because it might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Farting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. What, what, what? Boring. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. part the knee ah workplace crafts workplace crafts carl rages on workplace crafts take a shit from nine to five better do it on your own time watch out carl hates your workplace crafts yeah (laughs) and so